Local stories are stories of God's grace at work in the lives of those who are a part of local church St. Pete. We want to highlight his activity and celebrate his grace. Enjoy this story. Good morning, local. Uh, My name is Miguel Contreras. I was born in Mexico and came to the States at the age of uh, nine. I grew up as a nominal Catholic and was exposed to a Christian church through my uncle at the age of seven. I was also exposed to evangelism tracts. I don't know if you guys have them here, but they're They have pictures of somebody who ends up dying, being carried by angels to a great white throne, being judged, and usually cast to hell. Very shallow uh, um, uh, presentation of the gospel. Uh, So I didn't really know what to do with it because I had no discipleship. Um, Besides, these stories were my entertainment for my bored seven-year-old self at um, Saturday mornings. Um, I was a weird kid. Um, The move to the U.S. put these thoughts in the back of my mind. Um, And as a kid, I was well-behaved, but as soon as I became a teenager, um, my sinful heart exploded with sin, and I um, realized that I could sin, and and although I had been a well-behaved kid, um, my parents hadn't really uh, shown a lot of discipline because I was well-behaved, so I didn't really have a lot of boundaries. Um, I went from being a good, respectful child to a teenager full of pride, lies, disrespect of my parents, um, drinking, debauchery, sexual sin, and drugs. All of this led me to almost overdosing twice within a two-week period at the age of 17. Um, The first time, I was alone, and I knew something was terribly wrong physically, uh, but I also knew that I was was not going to a good place if I was to die. I was terrified uh, of of dying. Um, Maybe my subconscious reminded me of those evangelism tracts, but I knew I was guilty and that God would condemn me to a dark place. Uh, I, I knew I should have called 911, uh, but out of fear of being um, getting in trouble, I decided to pray instead. I said, God, if you let me live, I'll never do this again. I'll di- I dialed 911 and held my finger over the dial button. Uh, dumb move, but I thought, if I feel like I'm going to die, I'll press the button. Totally dumb. Um, I woke up and obviously didn't die. Um, I didn't have any gratefulness in my heart. I just kept living, living my life. Uh, so much so that a week later, uh, I found myself in the same situation. Two weeks later, I found myself in the same situation. I prayed the same prayer, God, don't, don't let me die, and I'll never do this again. Um, I didn't die again and kept living, kept living my life. I stopped doing drugs, drugs so heavily, but I didn't fully stop. Six or, months, six or so months prior to following Christ, I had these uh, weird experiences uh, of demonic dreams and sleep paralysis pretty much every other night. Um, I thought I was losing it, I thought I was going crazy, but I had no categories for how, what I needed to do or how I would ask for help with demonic dreams. After all, I don't, I don't, I don't know if there was a doctor that could help me out with those things. Uh, towards the end of this terrible season, in my, one of my demonic dreams, uh, my dad would come to mind. I would remember him wanting me to go to church and follow Jesus, but what stuck in my mind was the name of, of Jesus. In the middle of one of these experiences... Um, I don't know what came over me, but I decided to say the name of Jesus. Um, Whenever I said the name of Jesus, the darkness left, and I would wake up and have peace, which had not happened in a while. I always believed in God, but saying the name of Jesus and darkness leaving me in these experiences left a huge impression that Jesus had some important role, that somehow he was uh, cool with God. By this point, things were going well. I was in a relationship that was really bad, but life was okay. I had a job, my own place, I was on my own, I had friends, I had fun, I could say Jesus' name, and these experiences would stop and go away. 
life was good, and yet I felt a despairing, um, hopeless emptiness in my heart. I couldn't articulate what, was, what I was feeling. I just knew that I was empty and I was completely separated from God. I was in so much despair that one night I decided to call a prayer line on a TV, you know, televangelist type of thing. Um, I, my, my prayer was, I don't know what I need. I just, I need God. I need something. So they prayed. Nothing happened. Soon after, I broke up with, uh, uh, I broke up my relationship with, uh, which just magnified the emptiness. It made me feel a lot more empty. And walking home uh, drunk one night by a nearby church, I decided to get on my knees and tell God, I, I don't know what I need, but if you're up there, do something. Soon after, my friend Carly called and said, I met Jesus, you have to come to church. I ignored her for a few weeks. She was not a believer, but she, she said she met Jesus and I had to come to church. I ignored her for a few weeks, but when I decided to go, I felt God in a very, very tangible way. I knew he was real. I knew he was with me. I, I knew I wanted to follow him. And I woke up, and the next day, God was just there. I had an awareness of God. I found myself thanking him for waking me up for food and for just random things. Um, again, I had an awareness of his presence for the first time. I was convicted of sin. My nature changed. I no longer wanted to sin. And when I did, I knew it was wrong, and God was displeased. Two weeks, about two weeks after this, uh, on a Saturday morning, I heard a gospel through a sermon on YouTube. I heard that I was a sinner, not just that I had sinned, but that my very nature was sinful, that everything within me was sinful. And I deserved nothing but the wrath of God. This truth sank in my heart. I, I felt it. I knew it to be true. I, I just, I, I thought, it's true, it's true, it's true, I'm guilty. And I, again, this just sank in my heart. I've sinned against an eternally holy God. It's true, I'm guilty. So there I was, in tears, on my bed on a Saturday morning, knowing that I was guilty. And thank God the sermon continued. I heard that out of love, the Son of God hung on a tree, crushed under the wrath of God for all of my sin, and offered me forgiveness, his very righteousness, and new life in Jesus. <clears throat> his Son... God loved me. His son died in my place. I was now his child, and I had a new life. I knew this to be true with everything in my being. Although I know this isn't everyone's experience right away, God immediately delivered me from blatant sexual immorality, from drugs and alcohol, and I began to serve him. Local church, God has saved me. He has kept me. And if you're a believer, he will keep you also. Hold on to him. Trust in him. If you're not a believer, call upon the name of the Lord. He will save you. Thank you. Thank you, Miguel. We want to pray for Miguel. Father, thank you so much for the work you've done in Miguel. Thank you for his humility, the way he just courageously shared, uh, Lord, the, the way you've worked in him. Father, thank you for meeting him in such a dark place. And for using all these various means, uh, Lord, to get his attention, these areas. Uh, Lord, thank you for bringing Carly along. Thank you for him hearing something on YouTube. Thank you for, uh, Lord, all these different events that led him to this place of seeing his, his guilt before you, but also your faithful provision of a Savior. It's clearly humbled him, Lord, and we, we thank you for that. We thank you for delivering him from things that had had him bound for, for a long time. Thank you for lifting that darkness and giving him hope, for putting him on a path of walking in the light. 
We pray, Father, that anyone here today who's heard this story would, would understand, and, and maybe they're in a place of, of, of darkness and living in darkness, Lord, that they would understand that it's not just something you only do for Miguel, but it's something that you will gladly do for them yes. and that you're more than able to. Yes. So, God, I pray, we pray that, Lord, you would, uh, through Miguel's story, not only encourage Miguel's heart as he's shared this with us and celebrated what you've done, but that, Lord, you'd just remind us all of your power and of your presence working in us individually. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Miguel.